You're listening to The Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. And uh, I heard a man who was standing on top of a box and he was screaming loudly, repent for the kingdom of God is near. And I decided, yes, I should do that. And I went to church (laughs) and I've been to church ever since, you know, and I'm thinking, wait, that can't happen. Well, hello out there, everybody. This is Ben Kiowski with the Conversations Podcast brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. And we have with us our other host who is... Hey, hey, I'm Taylor. And today we're joined by lead pastor Jose Avaroa and Paulina de la Fuente. The usual suspects. That's right. (laughs) The crew. Yep. I have a question for you today, Jose. I'm ready. All right. The question this week is, what is something you're looking forward to right now? Something I'm looking forward to right now. I mean, the right answer is when we're all back together and this whole quarantine thing is over. So, I mean, it's the cheesy answer, but it's the real answer. Let me come up with a funny answer. Here we go. (laughs) Or just a short-term answer. Do we all get to answer? Is it just Jose? please, Ben. You you answer. Well, I don't have an answer. I'm just asking. (laughs) I'm just asking if we all get to answer. You know. Just living in the present. I mean... I'm looking forward to talking to people again. That would be great. Yeah, being able to shake hands. You know, I'm really... Tell tell us about your revelation. (laughs) My revelation, yeah. I did have a revelation that's... uh, I'm not sure what to think about it. I don't know how I feel. I keep repeating it because I don't know how to feel about it. I realized that my routine hasn't changed really at all, but I'm still within the orders. So that means, like, my life is already socially distant. And so I don't... It's kind of, uh, I don't know what to think about that. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, it's probably good for the general population, uh, but maybe <laughs> maybe I should like, have more friends or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yesterday, Jose, you wrapped up the Let's Go series, which in some ways feels like it's been going on for several years with the way things are going the last few weeks. <laughs> it's only but, a couple weeks, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> since January, but... Uh, it's been a great series, I know, for me personally. And so this past Sunday, focus on Mission Sunday and just the idea, um, kind of even extending what you talked about last week of being on mission, but just getting a chance to highlight our missions partners, as well as you really touched on Psalms 46, this idea of be still and know. And so I thought the first question we ask amidst all this craziness is that concept of being still. Like, how in the world am I supposed to be still right now amidst all the craziness that's happening in the world? Yeah, good question. I think that a good way to be still is to simply take a deep breath. Um, One of my friends, Nate McDonald, he's a big breathe Mm. deeply guy. And, um, you know, we were discussing this and going back to the beginning when God made us in his own image um, and he breathed life into Adam. That word ruach, which is just fun to say, that Hebrew word for breath, is the very same, you know, that, that's, that's, that's our essence. And so, you know, breathing and just remembering that, uh, you know, be still and, and, and know, but I, I just saw your notes, so that's where you're going. So be still for me is, is breathe. <laughs> is there anyone else uh, that wants to chime in on that? You know, I have a, uh, I have a buddy that some, some of these folks listening to this podcast might know. His name is Grayson Belvin. And we would go through busy times. He used to be part of the ministry here. We'd go through uh, busy times and stuff would be going on. And 
Um, everybody's going 100 miles an hour, and we would finally get an opportunity, maybe he and I together, or he just, you know, by himself or whatever, and he would say, man, we're going to take this opportunity to just be, to just be. And I don't know if that really translates. It's kind of an intangible like definition, but, you know, being still is, is in my mind, a state of just be. You know, you talked about our our uh, our trip back from uh, getting Tyler and Emily and bringing them bringing them down to Wimberley, and um, you know we weren't expecting to drive the to, to, to have a U-Haul, but I I drove the U-Haul back and I had no radio on, mm. no podcast, no nothing, and I just drove staring. Off into the expanse of the East Texas Piney Woods, beautiful, and just driving, and I, I, it was an opportunity to just be. I let the Holy Spirit speak to my heart and to my mind, and just let my mind wander. And it's amazing what happens when we slow down and just let ourselves be still and allow ourselves to be uh, comforted, encouraged, reminded who we are, reminded who God is. Um, and kind of look up from the device, kind of look look out from all the distractions and understand who we are and who God wants mm-hmm. us to be. Yeah, I'd like to ask a follow-up question with that, if that's okay. Um, I think right now, a lot of us, besides Ben in his social distant life, <laughs> are experiencing uh, like new time. And what's what's the differentiator between just like having time to do nothing, you know, mindless nothing and like trying to be still? Good question. Maybe it has to do with what we're focused on. Yeah. And being physically still is one thing. But again, kind of what we talked about with Mary many uh, weeks ago, seems like forever ago. Yeah. Um, but just having that mindset of remaining and, and focusing on who God is and, and mm-hmm. what your present circumstance is like and how those two things kind of collide mm-hmm. and what the product is um, of that. So, yeah, yeah. I think one, two, uh, a secret feature that I think many of us know about, but the do not disturb on your phone, I yeah. think. Uh, I think about what Mary mentioned as well, the anything that bings and buzzes, I think is <laughs> phrasing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I try to find that. I've tried that for a while as far as in the mornings just to kind of like wake up and not look at my phone. But I think um, over the last few months, I just got more in the habit of like, well, I'll just check my email once or oh, I'll just check social media before yeah. I kind of And then 45 minutes later. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I think with all of this happening, I've tried to be like extra uh, firm on the idea of like, I'm going to not look at my phone and leave it you know, either in a box or a drawer or something just mm-hmm. so that I don't hear anything. And just I think even that time, like... Uh, it's it almost impossible for me to do that later in the day, just when I've already started getting yeah. getting going. But in the mornings, I found that to be a really good time. That's good. Yeah, I think you're right. It's the difference between what we're focused on, because you know, for me in my everyday life, um, you know, stuff will be going in my mind. You know, ministry, relationships, business stuff that I got going on, all, all these other things. And uh, you know, I'll just go to a movie by myself, sit in the movie theater by myself, like in the middle of the afternoon. You know, maybe do some work on my phone. I know you're not supposed to text during a movie, but nobody else is there. And, you know, I'll just sit there, and that's like doing a mindless nothing, right? That's not really producing anything of spiritual or or long-term value other than it's just kind of distracting my mind and allowing me to sort of refocus. That's something that I personally do. Um, But there's a difference between that and what I experienced on that 
four hour drive of, of right. being able to like kind of focus in on letting the Holy Spirit speak to me, letting God, uh, you know, permeate my thought and process and, and my, and my spirit, you know what I mean? So I think that's a good point that it's yeah. what we're focused on mm-hmm. makes a difference in being still. Yeah. yeah. And so following up on that Psalms 46 verse about being still, it says, be still and know. And I think uh, in your message is really focusing on knowing God and, and attributes of God and who he is and who he says he is. So this is a question I'd love to open up to all y'all as well, but I'll start with Jose as far as what are some attributes of God that you feel like you uh, are most relevant to you right now or things that you're really reminding yourself of amidst this time? Yeah, he's omnipotent. He's all powerful and he's fully in control. That to me is the one where I see him, I see his power, I see his um, ability to show up in my life through big things, through small things. And, and when I recognize that he's moving, that's what brings me most comfort because I realize, whoa, God, despite myself, despite my stuff, despite my lack of focus or my disobedience at times, um, you still show up in a powerful way. And that's why I connected this verse with our mission because God is going to use whoever, whenever to fulfill his purposes. That's the story of the Bible. That's, you know, you see all of these characters and you think, why? You know, why did why is that in the Bible? Mm-hmm. That's because God can use anybody, mm-hmm. um, just like Paul, like we discussed yesterday. And so, yeah, his, his, I mean, there's others, but I would say that his omnipotence is, is what really um, wows me. Yeah, I think hearing that from you the last however long has really made it be what I've been going to mentally. And I mean... Just simply put, every fear and question that comes up in my mind, when I take it there, it evaporates. And on, like, just on the reminding my brain that God's in control and all powerful, you know, it almost, with most things, it's like the way what squashes that fear and doubt in me. And it just goes away. There's still stuff to deal with, you know, but the feeling of fear bubbling up in me goes away with that understanding with reminding myself that constantly. Yeah, I think it's also, and all, my answers are always long, so sorry. But, uh, you know, those of us who have, have kids, you know, we see, we see our children and we see them sort of panicking or acting in a certain way and, and acting in a way that doesn't um, include the wisdom and knowledge that, that we have as adult people and as parents to care for them and protect them. And we see them acting that way and we don't have a punitive heart toward them. We don't have a there's something wrong with you heart toward them. It's kind of like a, ah, I wish, I, I wish you weren't going through that or I wish you didn't choose that behavior. I wish you didn't choose to think that way or believe those things about yourself. And then I kind of think of maybe an alternate attitude than what we... Uh, normally understand or perceive when we read about uh, Peter walking on water, mm-hmm. right? When he starts to sink, um, it's in um, Matthew chapter 14. When he starts to sink, Jesus reaches out his hand to Peter and he looks at him and says, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And a lot of times we might hear that as, ah, you of little faith, why are you doubting me? But in the, in the heart of a father, of a parent, he kind of looks at us and says, ah, don't doubt me. You know, you, I'm trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And I think so right now in this time, that, that, that um, 
um, attribute of God that has a father's heart mm-hmm. and a father's love for us. He sees us, and when we start to panic, which people have different levels of, mm-hmm. of worry and anxiety and, and, and yeah. what they think about this, all this stuff that's going on these days, uh, and uh, I think that God's father heart of care and love and nurturing says, oh, my wisdom is so much greater than this. Mm-hmm. And and I, I love you. I care for you. Not a not a punitive. You of little faith. Why don't you trust me? But ah, um, the faith that I provide, the security that I provide, is right there for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, can you choose it? You know. Will you choose it? Yeah. And so that father's heart is really what sticks out to me right now. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, Jose, you then talked about kind of this idea of preaching and going as we, as far as we scatter to preach with power. And I think for some, uh, you know, regardless of how many years or days you've been following Jesus, like the idea of preach, what would you tell someone that's like preach? Like, I, I'm not a pastor. I'm not yeah, a, I'm so, not a preacher. So find a bucket, find a corner, stand up on that bucket. And if you have a megaphone or one of those cheerleader, you know, microphone things, oh, just, no. just, you know, speak as loud as you can and proclaim the goodness of God. (laughs) If the Holy Spirit leads you to that, uh, go for it. In fact, I was so against um, preaching. I mean, that word was was uh, not a good word for me. I, I, I did not want um, to be that, and I didn't like Christians who were like that, who you know spoke down to people. And I gotta be, <clears throat> I mean, real, here's a story. I was in Finland with some Christians, you know, just in every, any other day in Finland with, with yeah. some fellow yeah. believers. Um, and we really, we, we had scheduled this time together. There was folks from all over nations. This is while I was studying abroad in the Netherlands for a year. And they, um, we got together and there was this guy that I was rooming with uh, for those days. And I asked him, hey, what's your story? And he said, well, I was walking down the, the, the streets of Helsinki and uh, I heard a man who was standing on top of a box and he was screaming loudly, repent for the kingdom of God is near. And I decided, yes, I should do that. And I went to church and I've been to church ever since, you know, and I'm thinking, wait, that can't happen. Yeah, That shouldn't happen. And that's, you know, bottom line, the, the Holy Spirit is in control. But what we need to do is, is we need to proclaim. We need to preach. We need to talk about the name of Jesus. We need to talk about what the message really is about, especially if you're listening or especially if you're a person that has grace for people and does believe in grace that all of us, we are all imperfect, but there's only one perfect God. And if you got that, then that's really, you know, God needs to, you need to, to, to proclaim, to preach to those around you because we, we need to get that message across in a world that believes that Christians look down on people, Christians are bigots, mm-hmm. uh, Christians, you yeah. know, are, are uh, you know, a bunch of haters. Well, actually, no, we believe in a God who, who said, hey, you were my enemy because of your sin, because of your lifestyle, but I still loved you. And I came to you to rescue you from those very same things. You've been redeemed. And so um, that's kind of where where I wanted to take the the preaching thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's good. I think uh, even trying to think through more practically just in this era that we're living in right now, what what would it look like to preach? What would it look like to proclaim the good news amidst, you know, this social distancing and everything Mm -hmm. else that we're in? I mean, we talked about different things through the Let's Go series with family, with workplace, with um, our cities, how we can do that as a church. Uh, it's, I think it's in everything that you do, bring the gospel with you and allow for God to open up doors for you to share your story, for you to share a story about Jesus. I mean, 
I think that we need to share you know, scripture with folks, share stories of the Old Testament, of how God continually redeemed and, and despite people's rebellion and disobedience, not much different than today. So I didn't pinpoint things because A, or pinpoint A way because A, I didn't want to limit preaching to just one thing, but B, I, I, I saw it as kind of like the accumulation of um, everything that we had talked about um, in, in the weeks prior. I would love to hear what, what you guys think. What, what's a practical way to preach? Well, I think one way to think about it is that every day we're preaching something. Yeah. And we have to make a choice every day with our actions and our words and our business dealings and our friendships and relationships and our community involvement, all of that stuff. We have to decide what we're going to preach. You know, are we going to preach uh, the gospel of um, self-centeredness? Are we going to preach the gospel of the American dream or are we going to preach the gospel of Jesus? And when words are required, we should speak the gospel of Jesus. Um, and when actions are required, we should act in such a way um, that we are the ambassadors of Christ to the world around us who hasn't met Jesus yet. So I think we're preaching every day. All of us, we preach. So it's already something that we do. And we have to make a decision what that message is going to be. So that's kind of my mm-hmm. take on preaching, you know, mm-hmm. preaching good. the gospel. Yeah, I uh, was thinking about how you were talking about do not disturb earlier, and I do like that on my phone. But I think for me, it's turning off do not disturb in my life, especially right now. We're all separate, you know, and so it feels like I'm not going to be disturbed. Like I'm going to make sure I'm taken care of, you know, and then I'm going to just live life and hunker down until this is over. Mm, And I think like, what would you say? It's just a great word, hunker. (laughs) Hunker down. Is that the right word? Yeah. No, okay, I'm not good yes. with expressions. Absolutely, yes. He just really likes that word. It's a good one. Well, yeah, you're it's welcome. A good one. It's a good one. Um, but really, I need to. It reminds me of what you've been talking about with sacrifice over self selfless. selfishness, because I need to be uh, open to being interrupted or mm-hmm. quote unquote disturbed in life. And part of that is being more intentional with people, believers and non-believers, and then being willing to go there when actions required, when words are required, all that. And I feel like I need to keep do not disturb off because it's too easy right now to just be isolated and just be me and care about me and only what I need and want. So mm-hmm. that's really good. And it reminds me of one of the reasons why I didn't like this whole concept of preaching because I didn't want to disturb others. I didn't want to make other people feel uncomfortable. Um, And so I thought, well, if I bring up Jesus, that's going to do things to you. But bottom line is, again, this goes back to God's omnipotence. He's powerful. He's moving in every person's life since the moment we were born. He has a purpose for us. He Mm -hmm. truly wants us to live an abundant life, not only physically, he does want us to be healthy and all those things, but more so emotionally in a healthy, uh, he wants to, he wants us to live healthy lives. Mm -hmm. And so he's going to use us to disturb other people Mm -hmm. and to bring things up. Hey, I saw this or, Hey, you know, I just have this feeling like I wanted to call you. How are you doing? I mean, again, he allows us to, to be his hands and feet in other people's lives. So now on, on this side, I went from, I don't want to disturb. I just want to, you know, mm-hmm. preach the gospel always, but not use words or yeah. use your words when necessary. I didn't want to use words. Now I'm like, shoot, if I look back at the times where God has changed people, it's been through conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's been when I have openly, 
openly talked about Jesus and what the gospel really is and, and shared a little bit of my story and stuff like that. Yeah. So we need to disturb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> disturb and be disturbed. And that's actually a good <laughs> reminder that sometimes the preaching isn't necessarily um, uh, a product of our eloquence or our ability yeah. to communicate. Yeah, it's just literally sometimes just bringing up Jesus, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. You know, what it... You can ask, you know, simple questions like when people are lamenting to you. If you have friendships, you know, they lamenting and a lot of times giving you all the things that they use to try to numb the pain, you know. Um, and you can ask simple questions like, well, does that satisfy you? You know, and then they'll explain why it doesn't because it doesn't. Yeah. And then you can bring up Jesus who satisfies. You know, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not about having an eloquent message, you know. It's mm-hmm. in um, when when... It tells us in Scripture not to worry, you know, mm-hmm. that God takes care of the, the lilies of the field and the birds of the air, and they don't sow, but they reap, you know, and all that kind of stuff. He also says you shouldn't worry about what, you, what, what you're going to say mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit will prompt you mm-hmm. and will speak to you. So, you know, don't, don't take that. I wouldn't want us to take that word preach to mean right. we've got to, you know, have everything figured out. I mean, we should, as Scripture says, always be prepared to mm-hmm. give an answer for the hope that we have. But it doesn't mean we have to be an orator of old and be able to speak the deep things of God from the tree stump in the middle of town. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, Ben, you touched on just that idea that uh, of the power that we have. And I think that's kind of uh, the last point, Jose, you were kind of bringing home. Really, the whole message was just on this, like, this concept of the power of God that, that we have and that God hasn't just thrown us out with the wolves and just been like, all right, fend for yourself, but really has <laughs> equipped us and given us uh, just this amazing power. So I guess for someone that uh, maybe is relatively new in their walk and they hear this idea of like power of God, I mean, they might tremble or I don't know what, what the right uh, word would be, but what would you say to someone? Like, how would you describe the power of God in a way that they could actually use or how it be a, be beneficial to them? Sheesh, these are deep questions today, y'all. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, I think that we have to think about the way that Jesus lived and that is upside down and opposite to the way that we are naturally wired. And so when you think power, you think top down. When you think power, you think, or I think, flex your muscles and intimidate so that people can see how strong and how, um, you know, persuasive you are. And, And with Jesus, you know, he was God incarnate, full of power, yet he came to serve and not to be served. He washed his disciples' feet. Mm-hmm. He conducted, conducted us in, in Matthew 6 or in Matthew 5 to pray, but pray when no one's watching. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you really want to work on the power of God, then go there with him and him alone. Don't do it to try to show off to others or try to be impressive to church leaders. Um, you know, just yep. do it to be with your father in heaven who yeah. loves you. And what Ben That's said right. earlier he just wants, he's saying like, hey, I'm right here. I'm right here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm all powerful. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm the almighty God. Be still and know that I'm God, yeah. the one that needs, that's going to be honored by every nation on earth. Mm-hmm. That's power. Mm-hmm. Yet he came as Jesus to, to save and to rescue. So mm-hmm. um, just flipping things upside down would be my, my, um, my I don't know, my, my advice, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah, I think... Uh, understanding the power of God when I think about that, I go back to what we've been talking about, that God, who is 
all powerful and all knowing and does not need us or me chooses to want to be with me and to forgive me and let somebody as broken and unqualified and all of that, you know, I think that's where I feel the power of God land. You know, like if I really understand how much I don't have not earned this, you know, and have not like how much of a joy it is to be in relationship with him, you know, and then it automatically makes me think like, wow, God is all powerful. You know, like that's where the power is personally is just realizing that I have no part that I've earned or gained here, you know, and I think even when it comes to going back to preaching based off of that, if I really know that, then I don't come off to people from a top down mentality, you know, because I know how much God's power is the fruit in my life. Mm -hmm. And I think then it's easy to know that God is for all people and loves all people and wants to exhibit the same power in all people if we would just choose it, you know, and that's where I think I like feel the weight of God's power be, you know, the fact that he can use me. Yeah. And just like our phones that we are on all day, we need to be charged And we can only be truly charged if we're connected to the true source of life, and that's God. And so Mm -hmm. in this same vein, if you want to be filled with the power of God, then make sure that he is the source and that you are connected to that source so that you can be charged up. Mm -hmm. And that source is what we're going to be talking about here in the next series, which is still the Let's Go series. That's it's our year annual theme. We're going to go deep into and talk about some spiritual disciplines, which will will help with that mm-hmm. and that that is that is my hope that we will learn how to recharge and how to be filled with with the power of God mm-hmm. in our life. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, we're coming to the end of our time for this portion of conversations podcast and so I will ask this question it's very generic, but I would like for all of us to give a wrap up just kind of what are your general thoughts on this whole preach the power of God, the omniscience of God, and, and, and how we can translate that in, in our lives right now. If you could give us just a quick, quick wrap-up, we can start with uh, Taylor on a quick wrap-up on that. Then we'll go to Paulina, and Jose will finish it out for us, and I will duck the question. Yeah, no, I love what we talked about, because I think when I hear the word preach or preacher, there is a connotation that comes with that. So I think just what all that we've been talking about and whether it was Ben kind of mentioning that we are always preaching about something. So what is it? I think that Mm -hmm. just even helps and that it's not just our words, but it's our actions. And so just incorporating all of that, just reminding me like, you know, even with worship, like what am I worshiping? Because I'm always worshiping something. So I think as I seek to just proclaim the good news, I don't have to have the answers. I'm not conjuring up some sort of like message for someone. It's just Mm -hmm. literally sharing what I've witnessed uh, Uh, throughout my day, week, my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think my takeaway is remembering that this is God's mission and not my mission, and I don't stir him up or decide how he works or where he works. I just follow his lead if I can be still for long enough to get his guidance on that, you know, just following his lead versus trying to figure it out on my own. And I think um, by way of wrapping it all up, I think this is our opportunity to be the people of God, mm-hmm. you know, to take um, the, the omniscience of God, the, the presence of God, the peace of God, and preach that with everything that we are in our entire lives and mm-hmm. actually be who we say we are. 
And I think that's the opportunity that we have. And I think that's the charge that you're probably trying to get us to do, Jose. And uh, Jose, if you could wrap it up with us uh, for this version of the podcast, just hit us with it. What is, what, what's, what's the charge? Two words. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.